Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights at SimpleView. On this episode of the Layover Live, Andreas Weisenborn, Vice President of Research and Advocacy at Destinations International, and Christine Shimo Shimasaki, the Managing Director of Two Synergize, stop by to talk about the group business rebound and more specifically, Mint. We discuss how meetings impact leisure travel, the 100-year history of Mint, new features the tool provides, the benefit DMOs, what the future of meetings and events might look like, and more. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of The Layover Live. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Strategy and Insights, and welcome to this, again, special edition of the show. Why is it special edition? Well, normally we're talking about leisure and digital marketing, but today we're going to talk a little bit more about meetings. Now, it's no secret that meetings, conferences, and events are a key driver of tourism to many destinations around the globe, accounting for hundreds of billions of dollars in direct, indirect, and induced spending every single year. It also goes without saying that the sector of tourism was hit very hard by the pandemic, arguably the hardest of of all the sectors. But according to our Insights Hub, and I'd encourage you to check it out, meetings traffic has been steadily rebounding for some time across DMO websites. Now, as meetings and events sales rebound, there are tools that can be extremely useful to DMOs to help them do more with less. Now, Destinations International has been a shepherd to mint a meetings business development tool, which we're going to talk about today, for over 100 years. Yes, you heard me right, over 100 years, which is pretty much how much I feel like I've aged inside over the last two years during the pandemic. But regardless, Mint has been recently transformed to ease reporting, providing much more meaningful data and market segmentation. And there's so much value in bringing the right meetings and events at the right time to destinations. And with Mint, you can do just that. So today, two of the industry's very best when it comes to talking about meetings and events and group business, more particularly Mint, which we're going to get into today, are here to join us. And so first, I want to welcome Andreas Weisenborn, who is the Vice President of Research and Advocacy at Destinations International. So Andreas, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jason. Also, thank you as well uh, to our other guest, Shimo. Yes, and Shimo, welcome to the show. Do we really need to introduce you, Shimo? Yeah. Okay, well, well, okay. So (laughs) I feel like everybody knows you, but Christine Shimasaki, better known as Shimo, is the managing director for Two Synergize. So happy to have you here. One of my favorite people uh, in the industry. So welcome as well. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Great to join you, Andres. All right, guys. So let's get into it. I've got Shimo here, uh, you know, uh, fellow marketer on the other side of the house, right? And golfer, which is important to to know too. I want to make sure of that. And I've also got uh, Andres here too, which has a podcast as well as many other hats that he wears at DI. Um, I get him on the other side of the camera now, which is pretty cool. So, but I want to do start, start with you, Shimo, um, and start to hop into this. Before we start to discuss Mint a little bit, you know, I want to talk about the perspective around meetings a little bit because um, oftentimes we experience destinations through group meetings or conferences or things of that nature. So I, I want to get your perspective uh, on this because uh, I think it's important. So how do meetings and events impact leisure travel and really the vitality of a destination? 
Well, you know, there's no question that um, many, and, and like we've all discussed, um, we experience destinations uh, maybe for the first time when, when we ourselves go to a meeting or to a convention. So we, we know by several studies that uh, meetings are definitely an economic driver uh, to a destination, but they're a driver in a lot of other ways, not just from an exposure standpoint for leisure visitation, but also for uh, business relocation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, meetings fundamentally, I think um, really provide a great foundation. And, and we could see how the vitality of a lot of destinations has uh, improved just by the virtue of having a convention center uh, in their downtown and really spurring other economic development. Yeah, abs absolutely. Hey, we just experienced that very recently at our own retreat, um, you know, taking over the hotels downtown and how much that brings business to that area. It's so, so important to the vitality of a destination. But and one of the tools that really helps, I think, you know, bring all that together and really help uh, is Mint. And so uh, for those not familiar with it, it is a joint venture now with SimpleView and Destinations International. It's one of our proud partnerships. It's something that we've worked on very hard in Oshimi. We've been working on this for a very, very long time. But Andreas, I wanna ask you uh, on this side, you know, maybe to provide a little bit of history about the partnership and maybe also just for a little more insight into, into what it is for those who may be not familiar. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the comment about, you know, the the sharing of the, the tool or something said 100 years. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. point to point out that the sharing of consumed business events is something very unique of a value for us on, on our sector, the destination organization. So that right. behavior of, you know, from, you know, faxes to pigeons to, you know, <laughs> the latter part of the past 20 years of sharing of consumed events is kind of part of our core of destinations, which is very unique. But uh, probably as most of the listeners for the last 20 years are experiencing Mint, as I have in my uh, perspective of it, is, you know, through the, the Mint database where destinations after event was consumed would submit this data to a database, you know, some basic event-based information on, you know, geographic rotation, attendance, you know, um, you know, the stuff that's vital to a salesperson for looking at new business. Um, and then the flip side of it was then sales individuals looking at it for prospective new business. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of saying, talking a little earlier about the show, my relationship with the tool is very unique, uniquely linked with the other guests with Shimo here because my history uh, before Destiny International was working at a bureau. I used to work for uh, Visit Baltimore, uh, then known back in the day as the Baltimore Convention and Visitors Association. Um, and I got to see the tool from both components of it, which was, you know, I would have to help educate uh, our service staff members on the, the fields and stuff needed to upload into the tool, uh, which was, again, funny because we used to, you know, get these compliance emails from Shimo's domain name <laughs> saying, you got to submit, you're getting compliant. Um, and then the flip side of it was then also trying to help our sales staff with, you know, sales deployments and whatnot to look at Mint as a database tool for, okay, what events should we be looking to procure for our destination? You know, which events actually best fit for our destination, you know? Um, and at the time, you know, Baltimore Heavy uh, Medical Society with Hopkins, University of Maryland, so on and so forth, um, you know, like look, as an example, like, okay, what kind of events fit that type of strategy? Uh, um, and that's kind of, I would imagine most specializations have been using Mint, especially the last, you know, 20 to 30 years is actually both the consumption level, but also providing some insight to how do we want to go forward with looking at events that best fit our destination. Yeah, it's been absolutely a staple, uh, you know, of the industry for, for such a long time. 
And now this partnership allows us from a technological standpoint to expand things even further and make sure that uh, we're ready for the future um, and what's ahead, uh, because this is, is it is such an important uh, part of our business. So let's let's get into that. Maybe let's continue on that side then, Jason, talk about, you know, some of the new features that are coming to Mint that may be beneficial for some DMOs out there. Yeah, and it's it's worth the, again talk a little bit about the history about you know how Mint used to operate to emphasize how important these changes are with yeah. you know both the the relationship with SimpleView and the new technologies going behind it, you know the the process I just defined earlier the first one right I had to go walk down the hallway when we were in offices to my service department and make sure that okay we just consumed these three citywide you know one are they in the CRM and two did we push the button you know from our CRM into Mint. And so that was the first major technological advancement I wanna talk about now is the, the concept now of the all-in methodology. Um, as I mentioned, I said, I used to get these emails from my organization from Shimo that said, you are not in compliance, like you didn't submit your monthly data. That's gone now. And I can't emphasize how big of a quality of life improvement that is for the platform because, you know, like even before the pandemic, like, we're all being stretched in a million different directions. And sometimes something's even as simple as just remember to push the button to upload into Mint gets missed, you know, especially for our services staff. I want to just emphasize, you know, how much more they've had to do now through the pandemic. Um, this is just such a massive quality of life improvement that now we have this all-in methodology that, you know, the, the all the serums are synced synonymously to the Mint. So as soon as the event is consumed and so on and so forth, it's automatically uploaded to Mint. That's a huge, 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 huge quality of life improvement. The second really is, and the one that I guess I am, I guess I miss not being at the DMO side for the CV side, is now all the expanded reporting capabilities of the tool. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, part of my other gig was helping the sales staff look at deployments and using, you know, at, and again, a, a query tool that was in there, all by basic, but, you know, work for what it was. And just realizing how far that's come now is really the advancements in the query tools to actually, you know, get to the data we need to get to mm -hmm. faster, more accurately, um, you know, so on and so forth. The other core technology improvement with that with being able to query better means that the data also has had to become better. And that was really one of the other exciting uh, in, uh, advances now with the tool is now the advanced and comprehensive market segmentation. Um, that now we've aligned with standard standard market segments across both nonprofits and uh, for-profit organizations with how they get uploaded into Mint. Um, you know, again, back, uh, you know, when our organizations had to submit data, you were reliant on sort of the insight and knowledge of the staff to best submit where these market segments go. And, you know, that kind of could become the wild, wild west. Mm -hmm. And that only got more pronounced when you try to pull data out. Maybe someone saw this market segment as this, and then you might think it's something like this. And that's gone. Like that actually, you know, standardization of segmentation is now standardized. And that's, that's huge. It's going to help so much with just getting better data out. And the final one, I think the biggest emphasis is now, you know, with the advancements of the all-in and now the standardization of the market segments is really this recommendation engine of what meetings actually best fit your organization. You know, as I mentioned, that was part of my manual gig was, okay, like, okay, we can fit X amount of square footage type events here that work with this geographic rotation and this market segment. And, you know, it kept me employed, like, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, but now that the tool now has the intelligence to actually provide a level of recommendation, the very the same way, right? We handle Netflix, Amazon, 
you know, you guys do online dating, like all that kind of stuff. Like you're actually using the tool to help be a, a step in front of you with your sales staff that you don't necessarily have to manually do that process that they can give you some insight um, as part of it. And I think those, those things are just, again, massive, massive quality of in life, you know, quality of product improvements for, you know, current subscribers and new subscribers that really, I guess the end of the day is that, you know, the tool is now working better for you than it ever has before. So you can do what you're meant to do, which is sell and market your destination for meetings and events, you know, more or less. Yeah, uh, great information. I think you talk about the tools making our lives easier. That's what they should do, right? And the challenge, like, listen, we understand the challenges with data, right? The market segmentation, it's, it, it becomes a massive challenge when you're trying to pull that out and be able to utilize that in different ways. That, you know, having that, that uh, universal market segmentation, to your point, is like, it's like a game changer in many ways, right? Because we get away from spending all of our time doing these little tasks, which you had mentioned when you were, um, you know, at the CBB in, in Baltimore that, hey, that's great, but I spent a lot of time with to-dos, which means I spent less time on working the business and getting the people to come to my destination, right? Which is what we should be spending most of our time on, is working yeah, the right lead, and, then, and then allowing us to work the right leads to come to our destination, which again, this tool does tremendously. So Shima, I want to go to you now too and talk about, you know, your, your insights or comments on, on some of the things that, that have already been shared and also on, you know, when some, when some of these, uh, you know, new features might be available because I know you're very instrumental in, in steering this. Well, thank you, Jason. And, you know, great job, Andreas, and talking about the, the new benefits. But, you know, the features are all available now. Um, so we're real proud that uh, we released the recommended meetings uh, at the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Jason, I wanted to, to jump off on, on one of the things that might be relevant for the marketers who might be listening in is that this whole market segmentation is important because if you think about your email campaigns that salespeople um, need, you, we can now be a little bit more targeted. So if you're speaking to a medical market segment, like if you're in Baltimore, um, as in Andres's historical uh, case, you know, your email campaigns could be talking about uh, some of the assets in the destination. Um, so I, I think it's really relevant as we think forward as to how, how we're going to start communicating into the future to, you know, certain segments that, that a destination might be be pretty strong in. But we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, some of the feedback. Um, we were just pushed live in the, in the system, this whole feedback mechanism, uh, so that when users are, are in a record and they see something that might uh, need some enhancements, we have a fully uh, full-time data team now that is associated with Mint that is able to go and immediately research those records and make sure that the right information so is is in there so the whole concept that andreas spoke about earlier is that this data co-op meaning this whole cooperation uh by the industry um by, by 130 uh dmos today is really incredible and i think will be one of the foundational uh success factors as, as we move forward. Uh, nowhere else in the industry are we sharing data at this level for the mutual benefit of, of other destinations. And it's something that 
I think Destinations International and certainly we at Simpleview, but the industry in general should be very proud of. Yeah, I agree with you. Very well said. Um, I think it's very, very important, right? Uh, it benefits all, all of us um, in, in that saying. And again, it just allows us to be more effective in our job so that we can evangelize our value, right? Uh, that's really, really important. You, you touched on something too around the, the market segmentation, about the, uh, being able to provide more of a personalized experience for these folks, which I think is so important. You know, marrying this, you talked about email marketing and marketing automation they, they, to help make your life a little easier that way and provide the people with the right information at the right time. Um, is so, so, so important. And one of the key benefits, um, it's creating a better overall user experience, which translates technically into more, usually more business into your destination. So that's great, guys. So in wrapping up, I always like to, to, to ask the guest what the future holds. And I want, I'm going to kind of ask this to both of you. So Shima, I'll stay with you first on this one. You know, what do you see, you know, in the future of meetings and events industry? You know, what insights maybe you can share uh, with the audience uh, that, you, that you found most interesting? Well, I think if we think about the near term, uh, the meetings and events uh, where we're fully expecting a full recovery um, by 2024. But I think that even in the interim years leading up to 2024, we're, we're going to see some significant uh, recovery. Mm. Um, this year, we're expecting in 2022, for example, between 60 and 70 percent of 2019 numbers, which was heralded as, you know, a really a successful year. So it's a benchmark year that we're comparing our performance back to. But when we look at even just a year from now, going into 2023, those numbers really jump to 80 to 90%. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really looking at um, a, a, a pretty optimistic recovery over this next couple of years in the meetings and convention segment. But I think that, you know, the, your chart that you showed earlier, uh, Jason, where uh, you're showing the uptick, uh, the continued growth of the web pages for the meeting segment, we're seeing that same sort of uptick in terms of the volume of new leads coming mm -hmm. through uh, the CRM system. So when we take a look at that data, um, leads being something that we're carefully watching, um, over the last couple of weeks, we've kind of seen a really um, consistent uptick uh, and even into the 90% of wow. leads that were generated in 2019 at the same point of time. So we're very optimistic about where we're headed. Um, but I think in that optimism, one of the most important things we could all do is to make sure that we take advantage of the sales and marketing relationship, right? So we've always, we've always sort of had a divide between sales and marketing teams. Uh, but I think that now is, is uh, the, the time that we really need to get closer and closer together on what those strategies should be to mm -hmm. make sure that um, the sales funnels are full and we're utilizing sales talent for the most important tax, which is relationship building and um, really helping uh, fill need time periods for a destination. So I think that the, the future is bright and um, certainly there's no better way than to keep going up. Yes, love that. Great, great insights there. And uh, uh, could not agree with you more. That's great to see. And Andres, over to you, you know, same question. You know, what are you seeing in the future of meetings uh, in the events industry? Yeah, I'll probably drop more of the research hat and do the advocacy hat here and just kind of point out, you know, 
to remind everyone. So for most of our community, especially domestically, you know, even before the pandemic, a lot of our cities have been struggling financially, you know, flat out sometimes have been broke, you know, from crumbling infrastructure, expanded energy usage, you know, housing crisis, so on and so forth. And it's important to remember that for a community to raise revenue, there's really only two means, either tax your residents more, try to expand the tax base, or the, the visitor economy. And the, the thing is, is that um, in terms of where we are now, in terms of our placement in the world and economic recovery, there is only one significant generator of, of economic coming, and that is, you know, destination promotion, and importantly, the act of producing meetings and events. You know, I think now more than ever, communities that are suffering financially are going to look at this and say, okay, well, we cannot tax our residents more. What can we do to invest to bring net new money to our community? And there is no better answer than meetings and events. So, you know, I think people are going to start looking now more, hopefully, towards entities like desertizations and commission visitors bureaus saying, okay, how can we provide investment to you to help our area grow? You know, um, a lot of us already know that when a large convention or, you know, business meeting comes into effect, that there has an act of compression, meaning, you know, these events produce a ripple effect beyond just the community, but the surrounding community. So they kind of punch above their weight class, not just for the city, but the state mm -hmm. and the region. And I think there's going to be greater and hopefully emphasis now on why these are so important, that it's beyond just looking at it as heads and beds, but actually more in the, in the discussions of how meetings and events take a role in economic development. So again, it's, it's a little bit of hopeful hat for me. And I think for you as a destination professional, the ability to quantify that and showcase, hey, these are the events we can bring to our community, what they mean, you know, it, it's going to be a file. It's going to be part of the next normal of operating a bureau. So I think it's kind of my big prediction is they're going to hopefully, I think this would have happened without the pandemic, but the pandemic has greatly accelerated that. And that's something I'm very excited for because it actually showcases my core belief, which is what we do is a common good for the greater good for our communities. Yeah. Very, very, very well said. Great perspective from two of some of the best uh, in our in our industry. So Shimo, Andres, thanks for stopping by. Really uh, appreciate sharing your insights, not only around the industry, but this great tool in Mint and why. And if you're looking for more resource around that, check out Destinations International. It has a ton of content on this. Simple View uh, as well. We have a lot of content around this uh, and Shimo and the team would love to talk to you about that as well. So uh, guys, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on Spotify and iTunes through audio podcast. So thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time and have a great day. <laughs>